to the Heads Up Podcast. I am Jason Rogers, the head of school of Rundle College Society, and I'll be your host for this season's episode. With each new podcast, we hope to explore interesting topics relating to Rundle College student, faculty, and parent life. This season, you'll hear interviews with faculty, parents, alumni, students, and educational experts. Each episode will aim to provide an insight and context to the happenings in and around our community. Thank you for joining me and everybody in the Rumble College Society on this journey, and I hope you enjoy this Rumble experience. Welcome back to the Heads Up Podcast. Today I have the great fortune of interviewing Miss Quinn Simpson. For those of you who don't know who Quinn Simpson is, let me take a minute and just introduce you to who she is and why she's such a close friend of mine. Quinn was born in Toronto, Canada, is proudly Canadian, despite leaving at the age of 19 and being away since. She's developed a passion for self-help and personal development since the age of 14 when her friend died of meningitis thinking there must be more to life than school. She attended the University of Edinburgh, studying social work, sociology, and anthropology, and then she went on to live in the UK for 12 years, 11 of those in London. Quinn is trained as a life coach, and after leaving university at the age of 23, has been coaching for the past 10 years. She's co-founded an organization called Graydon in 2011, with the belief that coaching could greatly impact education and more specifically the role of the teacher. She believes that every teacher can be a coach. Quinn has recently found herself living in New York and that's where we'll be talking to her today. She loves being surrounded by incredible entrepreneurial minds and loves having an anthropologist lens in this new city and country. She is absolutely passionate about education, coaching, stories, anthropology, photography, people, decision-making, sustainability, charitable initiatives, young people, leadership, media, team development, confidence, podcasts, motivation. She's wanted to be on a talk show since she was nine, and today I'm thrilled to give her that opportunity. Without any further ado, let's welcome Quinn Simpson to today's episode. All right, welcome back to the Heads Up Podcast. I couldn't be more excited today as I get to connect with a friend and Mm -hmm. coach of mine all the way from New York City. Today, we'll be spending a little bit of time with uh, Miss Quinn Simpson. Quinn, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. much. Uh, Thanks for connecting with us uh, over my new, you know, distance technology. So hopefully this works out well for you and for, for all of our listeners. Yeah, they don't know that this is the fourth recording. But now yeah, they, they do. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll keep most of the other secrets to ourselves, okay. but that, that one you can let go. Um, so, Quinn, uh, like all the podcasts that I've been doing, I'm going to take you through five questions, and then we'll do a little bit of rapid-fire association. Are you uh, all set to go? So set. Ready. Okay. So, Quinn, I just can you tell our listeners about the story of how you became connected to Rundle? I think it's, I think it's a pretty unique and uh, story that's filled with heart, if you will. So, uh, take us through it. <laughs> Literally filled with heart. So uh, a few years ago, my business partner and I were writing a book and it was called and still is called, but we're, it's a work in progress, uh, Start With Heart. And we were looking at the decision making process that we all kind of go through and the link between decision making and coaching. And we thought it would be really cool to speak to neurosurgeons and cardiac surgeons about the actual organs in which we were writing about. 
because we were writing about heart and head from a metaphorical standpoint, but how cool would it be to learn about the organs and what doctors think about those organs? So, yeah, right? Like, why not? <laughs> so I, I write to my network to, to find people that know cardiac surgeons, and I get on the phone with this amazing human, who I didn't know was amazing at the time, but quickly did, named Jahangir Apu. And he was, he, he got everything I was talking about in terms of the heart so quickly. And not only did we have this incredible conversation where our hearts were linked and we were talking mm. about the amazing organ, he then said, you know, I, I, my children go to this amazing school and I think they would be really into this. But I didn't really think anything of it until a year later where he mentioned to me that he had sat down with you and that we were meant to, to talk and meant to become lifelong friends and, and uh, that I was supposed to know Rundle. Right. No, I totally remember the conversation and yeah. uh, really brilliant and definitely brought us together and brought Rundle together with Graydon and, and we've had some pretty good experiences since. I mean, do you want to pop into uh, kind of our first experience uh, as a kind of Graydon and Rundle together? What did you do with us last year, Quinn? So I came out to the amazing Banff, Alberta, and was with your leadership team, which at the time was 18 people and may or may not be more or less than that right now. Yeah, and totally. and we had a it was a, it was our two day foundational coaching course, which which is what we do in other schools. But I think for Rundle was coming at it from a slant of your leadership team learning these skills to really work better together. So it was definitely from a school wide coaching embedding co coaching culture perspective. But I also think for your leadership team, it was how can you spend these two days where you already had them dedicated to working together. Um, learning a new skill set together and connecting with each other uh, in a different way than you might before. Yeah, it was transformative, yeah. to say the least. I thought it was a really great experience. And um, and I think now that we've established that uh, your work isn't about the actual physical heart, and that was just a metaphor that you're working through <laughs> with uh, Dr. Apu there, but, um, but it is about coaching. Why don't we dig into that just a little bit? further. So let's start with Graydon the company yep. and talk about what is Graydon's overall mission. So our mission is, is really led by this phrase that every teacher can coach. We genuinely want to make that a reality and what we realize is that most teachers um, may have the capacity to coach but they may have never been formally trained or within their school different people are talking about coaching in different ways and so we really want to enhance teachers lives with this skill set um, and a methodology that actually works and and one that everyone can kind of you know jump on the bandwagon with in a, in a common language so so yeah so it's really our mission is that every teacher can coach and we want every teacher in the world to be able to do that which sometimes feels like a pretty big ambitious goal and sometimes feels like the most important thing that i could ever possibly work on um yeah and did you also ask me why it's important i will oh you why, will why is it important <laughs> i wasn't sure if there was any more than that uh yeah, I think it's it's so it's so important to me because of my own personal experience. I think when Mackenzie and I speak about Graydon, uh, we come at it from different perspectives. Hers is a little bit more of what she doesn't want education to look like, and mine is a little bit of um, I had these amazing experiences, and I want people to have similar experiences to me. Um, but also, from being a really challenged learner, I was I was a struggling student from a really young age. Mm -hmm young as four and yeah, yeah. almost every teacher 
telling my parents and telling me that like something was wrong with me and I needed help and they didn't know what to do. And yeah. And so, and so what I noticed about myself was that when I was working with teachers who really got me and who treated me like an equal and actually cared about me and gave me the extra literally 30 seconds, you know, not minutes of their life even, but just like an extra glance or, mm-hmm. or um, uh, you know, moment after class, a smile here and there. Um, mm-hmm. When they treated me like a human, I learned better. And yes, absolutely. Yeah, and it's, you know, you say absolutely, and it's so, it's so obvious to some people, and yet I had equally maybe even more less than equally like more teachers who didn't treat me that way who you know made me feel like I was stupid who made me feel like I wouldn't ever get better and and so I was constantly frustrated and and when I think now it's, it's so important to me because I think to myself nearly every day you know what if what if every teacher was the way that I, those teachers were with me. You know, those teachers who, who treated me like I was their partner and not their inferior. Yeah. And, totally. and so that's why we train teachers. That's why we believe so, so much in, in teachers having this skill set, because if they had this skill set, you know, they might be able to do it naturally. And my teachers, obviously, most of them were not trained in coaching skills, so it was natural. Um, but but it's, it's, a, it's a balance of it being natural and a balance of it being learned. And I think that, of course, as we all know, we can be a natural soccer player, but you know, when you actually learn the skills, you can obviously enhance your performance. 100%, and I think that's kind of the dream is to make sure we have all teachers on that page, no matter it's Rundle or anywhere else. It's about that, that human piece, yeah. right, Quinn? And uh, yeah. I think that's what I like most about coaching is that, that idea that the answer's within the coachee and you're really empowering that person to create connection and and really solve their own problems well and and you know not to totally toot your own horn but i think that the questions that you pose and are posing right now um to me are human questions you know Mm -hmm. you're you're the questions and i've listened to a few of your podcasts before and i think what you're really trying to get at is sometimes process and methods and things like that but i i i really believe that um your style is is connection first i think you naturally start with heart you know talking about that heart piece that like that's very ingrained in who you are and and i think that uh that's why we connect really well but i also think that that's why you connect with this work and and you know yeah and i think that's why you connect with rundle me too so so well too quinn is uh we do start with heart around here and that connection comes first and and I think that's just going to get better as, as we practice um, practice coaching and practice a lot of what you're teaching us, for sure. Okay, let's get right back to the questions now, Quinn. I've got question three here is, um, what of the values that you and Graydon espouse is heart? Uh, first of all, what do you mean when you say heart? And secondly, uh, how does it apply to education? Great, great question. Uh, it's funny I think that when I've thought about this question before and you just asked it in an interesting way which is the the value that we have of heart and I'm actually I'm, I'm pausing because heart is about values it's about what's important to you and obviously we have a value of that value <laughs> that value of heart uh, and and we value it for so many reasons. I think that 
we value it because it connects people. Mm-hmm. It helps people understand one another better when they are able to speak from their heart. Um, but to really define that word, I think obviously we've talked a little bit about it being a literal organ. Um, yeah. and, and I think in a very intelligent organ, and there's enough proof out there that shows that uh, whilst our head, our brain has lots of information stored in it, um, our heart has some as well. Um, but beyond this thing that you know beats 80 times per minute, um, we're talking about who the person is. So yes. in, our, in our coaching model, Start With Heart, we're saying, okay, so when you're coaching someone, or even when you're having a conversation with someone, try to figure out who that person is first. Who mm-hmm. are they? What are their motivations? What makes them feel alive? What's important to them? What do they value? What are their desires? You know, we're, we're talking about their purpose, their passions, their interests, all, all the pieces that make them unique, make them different from someone else that you might be coaching or having a conversation with. And, and what I also think hearts about is that when we talk about these things, we get really emotional. So we're, we're also talking about emotions and feelings mixed yeah. in with the heart. Isn't just, you know, who the person is and what's important to them. It's, it's the emotional, um, sensations that come with those, those pieces. And so, yeah, what I, I think when I think about education and I imagine, uh, the heart, you know, the, the heart that we're talking about being embedded into schools, you know, we're saying that every decision, every project, every conversation could start from this place of who are you, what's important to us, what's here, before moving to the analytical, linear, rational mind and, and moving towards like, you know, okay, so what do we need to get done on this meeting? It's like, yes, how's everyone right. feeling today? You know? For sure. Who's in the room? What's important to us today? What do we really want to get done? And having a kind of um, connection piece, you know, that starts right at the beginning. Um, and I think to piggyback on that, Quinn, I was just yeah. having a conversation in an earlier podcast with an educational leader about, you know, what's essential for learning and, and to help kids learn and to be the best teachers we can be. And, and his response was uh, safety. And I think what you're speaking of really speaks to that too, because I think with connection and that kind of heart connection comes a deep level of safety between, you know, coach and coachee or teacher and student or friend and friend. And, uh, and I think that's what really resonates with me and, and you and, and coaching. Would you, does that, does yeah. that sound accurate? Absolutely. And, and I'd add the, the word of that safety comes from care. Right. You know, the, the coach right. really, really has to care. And the, the coachee mm-hmm. has to really care. You know, they have to care about themselves, about the topic, you know, or again, like uh, talking about within the world of education, okay, maybe it's not a coaching session and it's a coach and a coachee, but it's a classroom or it's a, it's a department meeting or it's a, a meeting with a parent, right? And, you know, both of those people really putting their heart on, on, on the table and, and actually caring about it. I think that's where we really see change and we see relationship dynamics change. You know, it's, I think that, I think that the reason that you and I connected so well in our first phone call and actually the same with, with Dr. Apu is that we, we started from heart. We started right at the beginning with like, this is what's important to me. You know, this is the book I'm writing and this is what I want to share. And then I was asking him and you about things that were important to you. And so suddenly our values, which we both had, were were aligned and we could go from that place to wherever we needed to go. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. And uh, 
Let's just jump to the next question because I think it applies to some of what you just said. Yeah. Um, my next question is, why is listening so important? And I'll just pull back a little bit. Oftentimes we think about coaching as like asking good questions or giving good advice or helping out like in the traditional sense of coaching. Yeah. But what I've come to learn from you and, and by working with you is that uh, listening is easily as important as asking the right questions or doing any of those things. Mm -hmm. um, so help me or help our listeners better understand why you think that listening is so very important. So I want to start by answering a different question, um, which sure. is, which is, uh, <laughs> which question do you wish I would have asked? You well, well, no, I, it's just, <laughs> I just, I, just no. I think that there are, there are two types of coaching, right? And you kind of named them in what you were saying. I think there's much yeah. more, and, and, and I'm going to go with athlete center, or sorry, uh, sport coaching, for example. So in sports, you have athlete centered coaching and you have what isn't fully named strategic coaching, but is more about the actual strategies behind the game. So, you know, a rugby coach could be like, these are these are the things you need to do to get better at rugby. And the athlete-centered yep. coach might say to, you know, the, the golf player or the tennis instructor, kind of more singular sport playing. Um, I don't even know if that's what you say, but whatever, when there's one yep. person playing a sport. Individual uh, sports, sure, yeah. Yeah, so you, 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 there's different kind of coaching that comes from those. And I think the coaching that we really want to see in education is slightly more of the athlete-centered. It's not to say that there's no place for advice giving. I just think that that's a different role entirely yep. for a teacher. 100%. So bringing it back to listening, I think that you're right. I think that in order to ask really great questions um, and and give advice, of course, there's this other piece that people don't always talk about, and and I think that listening is our our gateway to understanding. And yep. my father used to always say, you know, you have two ears and one mouth. That's the ratio. Yeah. You know, use that ratio as your guiding light. Yeah. And I think he was Good right. Advice. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Physically, it's on our. It's literally on our bodies. We see it every day. Yeah. And, and I also think that we, when we're learning listening, a lot of people have been, have been taught this concept of active listening. And I, I, I make fun of it a lot because I think that it, it's, it seems like so ridiculous. Like, are my ears sticking out? Am I in this active pose where I'm like, I'm really doing it? You know, and is, yeah. there, is there, how yeah. do you know when someone is active listening? How do you know yourself if you're actively listening? Does that mean that listening on its own, like if, if the word active isn't there, then you're not doing the thing? So, <laughs> so you know, I, I think listening is so important because, of course, like you said, it, 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 like your questions and your responses are derived from that listening. And when you do listening really well, when you really, really hear, you are hearing certain things. So mm -hmm. we like to talk about listening in the coaching context to what you're actually listening for. So are you mm -hmm. listening for the words and the language they're using? Are you listening for their body language? Right? Are you listening for your own internal dialogue? Are you, are you listening mm -hmm. to your intuition? Like, what are you actually listening for? And that mm -hmm. is where you get the best responses. Totally. So I, I that just, is, that, sorry. Go ahead, Quince. <laughs> well, I, I was going to share that, uh, I was, I was thinking about this earlier and another piece that, you know, why is listening so important as a coach? I was answering it in, or thinking, you know, thinking about that in that way, but also listening for yourself. You know, I think mm -hmm. that we need to start listening to ourselves more and that the beautiful part about coaching is that not only does the coach really listen to the coachee, but the coach helps the coachee listen to themselves. 
beautifully put. I think that is absolutely the center of a lot of the work we've done. And uh, as unconventional as it might sound, I do think this idea of connection uh, at all is really a 21st century skill that is in jeopardy of being lost, given our digital divide that's that's so in our in our faces. And I think listening is one of those deep skills that that we need to continue to practice. Mm-hmm. And I agree with the I agree with you, Quinn. I think when you put active listening in front of it, some somehow it negates all other listening that you might be doing, mm-hmm. which is which is doesn't seem right. Yeah, and 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 you know to bring to bring in what you just said, it's like we're not robots, you know, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. we need to really learn how to care and listen to each other in the way that humans can listen and care because our robots can listen right yes they can hear they can literally hear us and most of them are hearing me right now as i'm doing this because i'm literally talking into one and and you know and and so it can hear me but can it understand me can it like actually take that information and do the human thing can it pat me on the back can it hug me can it can it cry with me can it tell me that everything's going to be okay and i actually believe it you know, mm-hmm. I think that there's, that's the, um, the difference of the, this, this century. And that's our book, Start With Heart. What we wanted it to be about was, was that, you know, the 21st century decision-making model needs to be about heart. That we spent mm-hmm. the 20th century using our, our silly brains and we need to throw away that rule book and create a new one. I, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going down a different It's awesome, Quinn. No, I think that's really exciting. And I, literally can't wait to see you read hear your book um any of those things uh my next question is because i know you're a dreamer just in our conversations you've got aspirations and and really heart-filled dreams i just put it to the point what what is your dream you know that actually made me kind of well up um thank you for saying that because i do yeah no problem um my dream is to live in a world where people love themselves more. Uh, Beautiful. I think, yeah, I think I, I've I've been given many gifts um, in this lifetime, and the one that sticks out the most is self-love. And I think that when you have self-love, you have self-awareness and self-confidence, or, or at least you know it, it's the natural next step. And and I think that. I think that we really, when I think about education and I think about the opportunity in the world, I think that we can start teaching self-love, self-awareness, self-understanding, self-development, self-confidence. These are learned skills. I, I have been in my own time since I was 14 years old doing the work, reading self-help books and, and writing in my journal and thinking about who I am and what I want to do and how I want to be in this world and and you know the course of life, if you will. And I, I don't feel that that's normal. I don't feel like that is mm-hmm. something that my friends did in high school, mm-hmm. and most of them thought I was crazy for reading the books that I did. And you know, I'm not like better off than they are now, yeah. but I'm yeah. I can I'm different in some ways, and I think yeah. about things in different ways. So that's really cool, man. I've dream. got a okay. I have one last kind of off-script question before we bounce to the to the last portion of of this podcast. But the question is. Like Quinn, you're constantly asking me questions when we work through kind of coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, what's 
I'm going to ask you a question now, aside from these, but what is the best question that you get asked? What are you learning? Mm. Awesome. That's a really good one. Okay. I'm going to store that one away. Okay. So let's, uh, let's move on. Quinn. We're going to move into the Rundle Rumble. So essentially this is a rapid fire word association game. I like to play with all of the guests on the show. Love it. I'm basically going to say one word or maybe two on occasion. And I want you just to, whatever first comes to your mind, there's no wrong answers here. Um, let me know what comes to mind when I say these words. Are, are you ready? I'm ready to rumble. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Good one. Mm -hmm. uh, number one, heart. Love. Two, questions. Answers. Hmm. Okay, number three, innovation. Spontaneity. Okay, number four, coaching. Care. All right. Number five, values. Understanding. Number six, Rundle. Heart. <laughs> All right, nice. Okay, I'll take that. Uh, number, <laughs> number seven, John Whitmore. Mm, inspiring. Yeah, okay. Number eight, mentoring. Not coaching. <laughs> yes, it's okay. It's a good <laughs> distinction to make, and we're definitely learning it as we go. Yeah. Uh, number, number nine is change. Now. All right. And last but not least, and feel free to expand on this if, if you feel like you need to, but Quinn, what is success to you? Hmm. Personal best. It's beautiful as always. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> and to, that's to, perfect. To explore and yes. and the short of it, my expansion would be that when I was young and I was struggling through all of these things. I mean, I still struggle all the time, and and you know, I can't run as fast as someone, or I'm you know not keeping up with whatever thing like they are. I, I just remind myself that this is not, it's not a competition. And when, if I'm ever feeling a sense of trying to do better, win more, be more successful than someone, I'm just hurting myself. And so right. that the, the only opponent is myself. And so to just, just work towards whatever my best is, whatever that looks like for me. Brilliant, Quinn. Uh, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day uh, to be with us. I know you're coming back to Calgary in February yeah. with your team to help our team and so we can all be together and be stronger as a group and definitely work from, from the heart with our kids and with our organization. And uh, thanks for your efforts in making us everything we can be. I really appreciate it today, Quinn. Thank you for your time and your questions and your energy. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. Okay, take care and we'll talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.